Hi, this is Steve from Restless the Podcast, and this is Press On. But one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. I'm getting old, and every day I play this whack-a-mole game with my body. Now, hang in there and listen. The game is to try and fix as soon as possible every ache or part of my body that is not functioning correctly. Why? Because I was once told that older people generally pass away from a series of smaller cascading events that culminates in death, such as falling and injuring your hip that bedriddens them, causing bed sores that get infected, or catching a cold while in the hospital that leads to pneumonia, a respirator, and then, well, you know the rest. It usually begins after 50 when the warranty runs out. Years ago, I recall sitting around a table one May afternoon with friends who are slightly older than I and still are, when they began to talk about their aches and pains. As they went around the table, the question finally came to me. They said, Steve, how have you been feeling? My answer was swift and confident. I'm doing great. They giggled and said, just wait. That will soon change. It did. Within the next two years, I had knee surgery, a neck injury, a mass removed from my face, and finally diagnosed with a challenging immune system illness. Since then, I feel as though I have been caught up in this carnal game of whack-a-mole, trying to prevent the cascade scenario. The truth is, it seems that rather than just enjoying and living our lives to the fullest, we become slaves to the mortal game of whack-a-mole. Spoiler alert, the mole eventually wins. That, my friends, is the physical realm. Let's for a moment address the unseen realm. A friend of the podcast, Dr. Bruce, said that we are not merely bodies with a soul, but we are souls with a body. Coming from a man who has dissected the human body and seen parts of it that our eyes will never glance upon, I take seriously. There is hope. Listen to these powerful words from Apostle Paul in Galatians 2.20. I have been crucified with Christ, and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself up for me. Paul writes these powerful words in short to instruct the Jews, the Gentiles, the other apostles, and those trying to pervert the gospel of Christ that the law is a spiritual whack-a-mole game that no one can win. Paul says in the previous verse in 2.19, Through the law I died to the law so that I might live for God. While Paul was trying to please God by keeping the law, he was not really living for God. The more he tried to keep the law, the more he saw how much he failed. It was only when he gave up trying to achieve righteousness on his own and accepted the righteousness of God by faith in Christ that he truly began living for God and truly actually began living, period. From time to time, this old guy picks up on a few things. Over the last few years, I've developed friendships with several 30-somethings. I think they call themselves millennials. Maybe some of them fit the Zoomers label as well. I've observed that within their church culture, they've begun an unwinnable game of whack-a-mole. In other words, a form of perversion of the gospel. 
for some young Christian women, two decades of cultural emasculation of men and a steady diet of secular self-reliance has led to a crisis of relational disasters and overall hubris. Specifically, there is a growing number who believe marriages and men are disposable if they do not rise to the predetermined secular standard of wealth and approval. The statistics show that there is little difference between secular and Christian divorce rates. In fact, law firms across the country report that between 70 to 90 percent of divorces are initiated by women for reasons that are shocking and disturbing. Women say that traditional marriages and the maternal responsibilities that come with it are getting in the way of the professional development. This is in stark contrast to the biblical model we see in God's Word. Among 30-something young men, there is a crisis of loneliness and depression, nationally is known as the Silent Depression. This is in part due to a conscious choice not to get married or even enter into the market because of the secular attitude that has permeated their female peers. Statistics indicate that over 60% of 30-something men have given up on the idea of marriage or healthy dating relationships because it's a losing proposition. These 30-something men focus on developing relationships among themselves because they share in part with each other's suffering. It's been my observation that men's groups within the church, particularly in that age group, are seeing more growth. Women's groups and churches generally are filled with women of the average age of 45-plus. In both men and women in the 30-somethings, there appears to be an emphasis on knowledge, facts, or subjective knowledge and information. It comes across as a confident understanding of either their faith or the latest cultural trends in the world. As a result, it has opened the door of deconstructionism among this age group. This is the process of questioning, doubting, and ultimately rejecting aspects of the Christian faith, particularly if those aspects do not align with popular cultural trends or personal lifestyles. The idea of doubting or questioning in the Christian faith is traditional, however. The rabbinical form of teaching challenged their students to face their doubts and then learn to believe as God revealed truth to them. Today, however, the missing component that keeps faith and hope intact despite doubts is relational intimacy. Thirty-somethings may know a lot about something, a lot about their faith, but they don't really know it in the Hebrewic sense because they lack relational intimacy. Relational intimacy seems to have fallen victim in this generation. For young women, it has sacrificed professional growth and empowerment. For men, intimacy is far too risky and painful, as they have been prejudged by the culture and already determined to be guilty. Yet, at the core of all this is the absence of the power of sacrificial love. Jesus quotes from the words of the prophet Isaiah, These people come near to me with their mouth and honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. Their worship of me is based on merely human roles that they have been taught. That's Matthew 15.9. Other translations use the word rote to describe the use of human roles or laws. Rote is the mechanical or habitual repetition of something to be learned. It fits. Jesus reminds us that in Matthew 24 that in the latter days their love will grow cold. Indeed, it has. This is a warning not to just the 30-somethings, but to all believers that when our faith and worship of our Lord becomes mechanical, 
we have lost the very essence of who and what our Lord has done for us and desires with us. There is much, much more to this story, but in the end, this is another form of perversion of the gospel and its consequences are becoming evident. Paul's words in Galatians 2 are a clarion call to all desiring to follow Christ that true followers must crucify their old selves with Christ, including outside influences, pride, deception, and worldly knowledge. A life with Christ must be a total surrendering of a former life to the call of a totally new one that is marked with the freedom to live as intended in Christ rather than a slave to an unwinnable whack-a-mole game of roles and cultural trends taught by men and women that is void of godly intimacy. This is Steve, and until we meet again, I urge you to press on by responding to the call of Christ in your life to a real and intimate relationship with the Savior. What are you waiting for? Struggling to make sense of simple words And I can't mold them Nor can I hold them So Grace and teach me my name.